Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome to the first episode of the Quest for Two Cast. My name is Anthony, and I'm here with my co-host Rob. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are going to be talking about everything and anything Larkana. Yes, absolutely. That, that happens over the course of however <laughs> long this game ever can long last. This game lasts. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm hopeful. Yeah, we, I think we all are. We're very hopeful that um, the game continues, but. You know, the looming error, the looming problem right now with this game is uh, getting the, getting damn the thing. game, which as of today, November 5th, yep. we still haven't, at least locally to us, have not gotten anything no, restocked. I haven't seen anything for sale. Only thing I've seen is just more expensive scalping prices on yeah. eBay and things like that. Uh, as much as obviously we feel passionate enough about this game to try this whole podcast thing, it's you can nobody can play the game. Yeah, no. Like I had to I had to reel you back in. You were gung ho from yeah. the beginning because you see the coolness about the game. Yep. You saw the interesting mechanics. You saw what you wanted to do. Like oh, it's it's Disney. It's a cool IP. You know, what what's wrong, right? The game is actually fun to play, Absolutely. which a lot of people don't realize because they can't play, can't play the, the game. game. <laughs> and that's the that's the biggest question mark right now. Is uh, it's Disney, so that's obviously something that can survive. Right. But. If you develop a game that is so exciting that you, but people can only pretend to play it. Thankfully, there's online clients that you can play these games on. But in proxies, and... it, sure. But it, if you can't play a game, you're not going to be interested. It's right. Same thing. I, I use you as an example. Right. You were really gung ho. Had some really cool ideas. We were brainstorming yeah. like crazy. I went nuts and just bought as many things as I could put my fingers on just because I was excited about it. Not in any intention to understanding that I was going to have so much stuff that I needed to get and it's so hard to get it. So I started playing and then you lost interest because you couldn't get any more cards and I can understand that. If if you can't play the game, then I'm not even going to think about it. And it's like Lorcana just pushed up its uh, competitive scene because they realized, which... It's a double-edged sword. It's like, yes, you see people are going to do it without you, so you want to, you know, implement a rule set and all that. Sure. But at the same time, if Disney's not going to support Ravensburger and help them print more product, right. they're not going to have a competitive scene because you're going to... Nobody's going to be able to play. You're going to have all these people show up that scalp all these cards that have, you know, four Rapunzels and four this and four that that are super hard to get a hold of. Right. And then it's going to turn into... You know, those people just, dominate the tournament and get only prizes whales. of more cards that they're right. just going to go and scalp compared yes. to the people who really want to learn and play the game. Not to say that those people don't want to learn and play the game, but they've already had the access and the means. Right. And due to poor printing practices, on whomsoever's fault it is, I don't, right. I don't, I don't know. Because people can't get their hands on the game, they're not going to be able to play it. They're not going to get excited about it. Then the competitive scene is going to be just a bunch of either very lucky people, very dedicated people, or people who are just don't care about blowing a bunch of money for a game that right. shouldn't cost that much. Right, and some people have the money to blow. I mean, that's 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 how that's those things work. But right. I, I understand that. But Ravensburger has said says you know various sources that I'm not going to quote. So believe me or not. Uh, <laughs> that they want to get the cards in everybody's hands and they're going to print these things into oblivion and they don't want things to be expensive. they don't want the secondary market to be where everything comes from but they did not do correct no. practices to make that a thing so uh that's the that's the big you know asterisk to the whole podcast the whole excitement about right. the game is is it going to be available? Are people right. going to actually be able to get excited themselves about it? The game and it? everything develops with the podcast. Exactly. If the game dies, we kind of die with yeah. the game. Suppose that doesn't go much further than that. Yeah, we I just mean, pretend and dream. Right. We'll be dreamborn. But that uh, that aside, 
that is important, right? right? But let's pretend now. We're going to go to a magical world, a magical world of Disney. A holy world. Oh, no. We go, <laughs> we go to good places. Um, imagine you can get the cards. Yeah. That's where we are right now. Right. We're at the... We can play. This is my idea. Right. This is what I like to implement, and that's what this is about. This right. is just we can talk about the excitement. Um, I really want to talk about why I like this game. And what yeah. some of, you want you want to go down this this trip yeah. with me? You, you can you start your idea. You, you start. yeah. So uh, we were talking about this before. the The mechanics of the game are are very unique. I mean, it's dabbling in all sorts of different games that have had these ideas, but puts it together in its own way, and it's really. Very interesting. Um, one thing I want to talk about is ink, the uh, the concept of ink. Yeah. So uh, you were saying magic has land, uh, Pokemon has energy, um, One Piece has dawn. Yep. We don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh has. Yu-Gi-Oh just has, has time. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to wait. We start... take shower. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> edit out. Edit out. <laughs> clap. Clap. Break. Hang on. Hang on. What? Now keep going. Okay. Uh, so. You can just edit all of this vamping out because you threw me off of my train. Um, anyway, so we were talking about what? Oh, the idea of ink. Yeah. So in in that regard, the idea of ink, I love this inkable, non-inkable sort of structure with this game yeah. where if it has the circle around the ink symbol, you can discard it for resource. If it doesn't, you can't. Um, and the cards that are uninkable are typically a little more powerful right. for their cost, but, uh, you know, run to the downside of... The fact you can't discard them for ink. Yep. I like that in two ways. I like that for deck building, yep. and I like that for playing the game. Um, you, you, we were just talking recently about uh, like how you get even into the game and the discarding. Right. Like you were saying how that really brings depth to the game, and that, that's what separates uh, yeah, somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to come up with a new revolutionary mechanic for a card game because you've had Magic since the 90s, Pokemon since the 90s. 80s I, for Magic, but yeah. Yeah, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! has been around a lot, around the same time as that, early 2000s. Yeah, late think. 90s, yeah. Yeah. So it's very hard. I mean, we're at the point where there are games kind of pushing in. Dragon Ball's not up there, but there's a dedicated community for Dragon Ball. One Piece is kind of yeah, showing up. There's but, a lot of interest in a lot of different games, and this is trying to be... The sort of new kid on the block. Right. And, and that's hard. And with Disney, Disney has the upper hand because they it's have... Disney. Yeah, they have so many IPs. It's, it was just their 100th anniversary. Yeah, there's there's a 100 years of content to, to derive cards from. Yes, so... And uh, also, who doesn't love Disney? I mean, right. most most people do. I can't say everybody loves anything. That's not a real thing. But right. it's... This brings me to another part of this game, singing. Right. Actions can be sang by characters, like very thematic, very, very Disney thing yep. to do. But it is so interesting to be like, OK, I want to play this card. I don't have the resource for it, but I can get my character. I'm going to not do anything else, but I'm going to get my character to play this card right. for me. And I think that opens up a whole nother, a whole new, new world, world, if you will. <laughs> uh, so that's another that's another thing. Um we were talking about sequencing, and this this is something you specifically learned. Yeah. So from the gate with it, so I'm going to lay this down. Sequencing matters in every game. We already discussed that. Like that, yes. that is important. But Some more than others. Which sure. is where my point was with Pokemon, whereas we both play Pokemon. Mm -hmm. You've played Pokemon since base set mm -hmm. because you're that old. I am that old. I've played Pokemon since Astral because, because I'm that he's young. that old. 
<laughs> which is it's been almost two years I've been playing. I think now. Oh wow! Which is weird to think about. Yeah, it's Pokemon twelfth of my time. Twelfth of your time. <laughs> Pokemon, you do your stuff. I mean, there is sequencing. It's yeah. like with a certain card, you might want to do a certain action before you do another deck search card. Yep. But at the same time, with Pokemon, every turn ends in either attack or pass. Right. Or attach pass. That's <laughs> what I when I when I'm playing. That's yeah. what it is. So. In some, like, I'm just kind of delving into magic to learn some more mechanics of games now. And it's like, magic is the same way as Disney, Lorcana kind of is. where, And how a certain, a lot of card games are, I've realized, just not Pokemon, where you can attack, or in Lorcana you can quest, or do an action, or sing, before you end your turn. Yeah. You don't have to do all of that at the end of your turn. You right. can make decisions based on... So everything you can do in Lorcana you can do at any point in the turn. Right. Uh, assuming it's following the rules, but it follows the same mechanics as most games. You know, things have uh, the old magic term with summoning sickness. So when it comes yep. into play, you can't do anything unless it has haste. Uh, this game has a similar mechanic with haste, which is rush, where you can actually attack the turn that it comes in. Big up Rafiki. Yeah, <laughs> Rafiki, exactly. Um, so I, I think that... The, similar to Pokemon, you can't do anything on your opponent's turn. Right. I like that in a card game because that separates the kinds of card games for me. Yes. Like, uh, I've played a lot of Final Fantasy, which is nearly identical to Magic, but better. Um, it's this sort of, you have a, a turn where you can do stuff, attacking, a turn where you can do stuff, and then it's over. But you can also do stuff on your opponent's turn. Right. So that opens up all sorts of new uses for your resource mm-hmm. and management and timing and things like that. And that's fun, and I, I like that. But I also like the idea of... This is your turn. You can do what you can in your turn. Right. And that is it. Right. If you don't do that, you're sorry. Yeah. You can't do anything. Same with Pokemon, where yep. you're, when you're playing, okay, you have you have your turn to just get everything set up, do everything right. you're going to do, search your deck six times. <laughs> That's it, though. Right. It's not like Pokemon would be a much crazier game if someone goes, I'm going to bounce path to the peak, and then you go, nope, counter. Path right, back exactly. Play. Yeah. <laughs> or you could just play, like, Haste Stadiums, where they yeah. just, ugh. I do... With magic, it is still confusing to me, but I do kind of like the interjection. I don't think it's no, yeah, it's a different thing. I don't think it would. I don't think it works in Pokemon. Lorcana, I think they put, built the game so far. The game works in a way where it doesn't need to happen. Right. I can see them doing a very few cards. Oh yeah, just mind. a little disruptive thing. Right. But like if they like, um, it would have to be a reactive thing that you don't do anything. It can't right. be like you use ink to do something in the middle of their turn because right. there's nothing built into the game that says this is when you get priority to be able to do that. Right. I can see a path to the peak type card with questing, like play this card during your opponent's next turn. No characters can quest. Yes. And then, but that's already a thing. Right, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, Mother Gothel, for instance. Right, I mean like a way that can't be bounced with a Mother Knows Best or a Dragon. Oh, story. right, right, right. Sure. So it's just like a, a like permanent a, thing for that turn. Right, but it'll be like a seven cost on Inkable, like Be Prepared or something, where it's like, sure. it's very hard to get into play, but it can very much help you. I just don't think that the game, this game, the way it's designed, needs you to be able to interact with your opponent on the other turn. It kind of the way that it works right. needs you to not be able to. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting. Um, the other two concepts, and we'll just talk about them as we more talk about the game, um, is efficiency, like tempo sorts of things, yep. where it's super important in, in a game where you have very little resource. Like you can build effectively one a turn, unless you're running blue. Right. Uh, you can only build up so fast that every turn has to be incredibly efficient. Right. 
And um, every th- time you spell it, you spend ink, you want to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck, which is right. what how I evaluate cards in this game, which is pretty yeah. fun. And then the other is the concept of wind disruption. Right. Wind disruption is your favorite thing to do to me. Yes, it's the best. Is when you're uh, effectively you're you're up ten to five in ink, and all you have to do is effectively just continually put something into play, and then turn with it the next turn, right. and then you win the game. Unless you're me being Latin. able to stop that is the only way that I can obviously win, and those cards that allow you to do that are not as common as you would think because yeah. it's, you can rarely interact with an opponent's card if it's not exerted. So most of the time you're staring down. I don't. You just played a, a, a Rockstar Stitch. Yep. And if you put Rockstar Stitch into play, there's there's three you're getting next turn. I can't do much about until yeah. you turn. I can't even attack it and make try to get rid of it. So other than some some specific cards, you don't have that ability. That's another thing that's interesting about this game, but also sometimes stale. Yeah. To be honest, that's the, this might maybe the thing I I dislike the most about the game is. There can be a state where it's just like no matter what, all your opponent has to do is effectively draw a card they can play, yeah. and you can't win, and that is a little uh, annoying. But it's extremely rare in what in my experience in playing this yeah. game. And I mean, there's also the you know the whole Cusco um, where you can't do anything to Cusco. Cusco's broken. We'll talk about Cusco later. Well, soon actually. Rob's favorite card. Uh, it's one of my favorite cards that I don't have. Um, cause that's a, you have one. You played it earlier. I do have a one real Kuzco. Um, soon to have more, I think. Yes. I'm uh, owed a few. That's the. Pl- I, that's what I will do. I will. So for everyone watching on YouTube, will now see uh, Rob proxies. Oh my will, God! I yes. Sc- I will scan your proxies. And throw them up on the <laughs> All right. Those are people. those are for those are for sale, but it's they're not cheap. I'm, not, I'm sorry. They're about the same price as a Cusco. As a real Cusco, yeah. You can trade a real Cusco for this proxy Cusco. Um. So then we wanted to. We wanted to talk about quickly, because it's overdone in every other podcast I've ever heard, is meta. Yep. So uh, we were identifying, there's a, anything quote-unquote could be meta, but there's like a few decks that are really quote-unquote the, the, the meta. And it's hard to touch on meta, especially where like, I'm just, I mean, we'll, we'll both reference Pokemon a lot in this podcast and make comparisons because it's what we play aside from Lorcana the most. Pokemon's meta ever evolves with every regional, mm-hmm. which once there's a lot more competitive play for Lorcana going on, it will then also, it'll also change, right? But right now, it's like limitless tournaments. Um, Pixelborn that we have, which Pixelborn, that's are the few online and far client. Between right now, I mean, I, you can go on limitless. There's a few, but there's not a ton. Right. Um, and that's really like you're saying. That's what shapes a meta. Right. It's just more play. People can sit there. I can sit there. I'd with, say, yeah. Like everyone when the game first came out, everyone was like, "Oh, purple red's gonna be the best. It's gonna destroy everything." And it's like. Okay, but like I can play. Um, now I gotta think of these things. Amber, I can play Amber Emerald, Amber Emerald, and it's like I accelerate way too fast for you to do anything mm-hmm. other than like be prepared me, which hurts you anyway. Yeah, that's true. And there's there's counter decks to other decks, but I, you did say <laughs> that. Uh, Am oh God, it is. I just want to say Amber red Emerald. purple. Yeah, exactly. It's it is very difficult. Um, Ruby. Ruby Amethyst, jeez, uh, Ruby. I've written it. I wrote it down here too. Uh, Ruby Amethyst control is is powerful. Yeah. Whether you're fast or not, it's a powerful deck. So yes, that is one of the the meta decks for sure. It's just a bunch of things killing things. Um, we'll quickly talk. Well, let's let's quickly touch on them. So um, we were talking about ruby and emerald so let's do a ruby and emerald ruby and amethyst i, I just want to say red and purple can we just say red and purple yeah. every single time i say red you can just dub want. ruby 
And every single time I Ruby. say amethyst, it's and purple Ruby. are synonymous. Blah. It's just a lot. Yeah. All right. A lot of words that don't mean things. So it is revolves around just going, killing things quickly as fast as you can to to ramp up to that you're at five effectively, and then you're killing as many things as you want with dragon fire, which is a fantastic card. Uh, dragon fire is pay five and kill a thing or banish target. Banish a thing. Banish a thing. Um, that's awesome. That that's wind disruption right there. Oh, I just played a thing that wins. Oh no, it's dead. Right. Sorry. That, that, or you that, be prepared to just you know. That's the other card. So you get up to seven and play. Be prepared. Be prepared is seven, and it's uh, the Lorcana equivalent of Magic's Wrath. The Wrath of God is just banish all creatures or banish all uh, characters. Other words. Yeah. So just a board board clear and you can sing it which i don't i've never seen it sung but it is a song and that i mean could i be guess it's not a bad idea if you're discarding everything in your hand or getting out i of feel i feel all unless you are doing it then you're going to play something and and obviously would be the reason you would be singing it you more likely just want to swing for lore before you're about to kill all your dudes yeah which is, again, sequencing really helps that you can quest for all this lore yes. and then be prepared so now they really can't do anything. Because there's no, to my knowledge, there's no rush quest cards. You can't rush in quest. You can rush an attack. No, there's there's nothing that in the game. that Right. Because then also you could just win. Right. So that's why you can get all this lore, either even it out or get ahead, and right. then now they're playing on the back burner. So that's that's Amethyst Ruby. Uh, Amber Steel is the one, probably arguably one of the number one. I play up and coming especially. I play a, a variant of it that I love, but uh, I take took out two cards I hate. Um, that we'll touch on later. Yeah. So we'll we'll quickly talk about what's in that. Lilo and Simba. That's what's in it. Yep. So you start turn one with Lilo. She costs one. She turns for two. She's a little one one wishing little girl and she just gives you so much value for nothing and then your opponent's like oh i can kill a little girl that's super easy all i have to do is play any of my cards that do at least one damage and i can attack her and you're like okay fine turn two you drop another ink and then you go what lilo simba enters with bodyguard bodyguard which is a wonderful mechanic in this game where they can enter exerted and then they have to be attacked before anything else can be attacked yeah. And so you just go Lilo and you go Simba and then your opponent goes, oh, now what do I do? And you get at least two, four, six lore out of Lilo before she sacrifices herself. Yep. And um, I love that. So then you can do Be Our Guest to sing that one for two with your lion and he yep. still protects. It's There's just so much value there. Which is another thing with Lorcana that I think a lot of people will realize once they start playing the game is you play these cards, you sing these cards, you start singing them yourself. Oh right? my god. I have never seen a room full of grown men and women just <laughs> singing Disney songs. It, it's hilarious. Uh, but it, uh, you do kind of get into the spirit. And yeah. uh, one thing I will say to just kind of tip another cap to this game is the art is incredible. Yep. Mind-bogglingly good art. Every single thing is fresh, new art with all the characters you know and love in lots of cool poses and scenarios and outfits and all sorts of excitement. And hidden Mickeys. Hidden Mickeys here and there. Just like nods to different areas. Uh, one of my things, I'm looking at one right now, Archimedes. His So the name is Archimedes. That's what you used when you're uh, identifying for like um, 
shift in things. But uh, then below is what they are, like what their version of the card is. And it's highly educated owl. Yep. Which is just one of the fun one of the funnier lines of that movie to me. And there's his little house in the back. Just so many little details. It's fascinating. So that that was what originally drew me into the game. And then when I finally played it, it was like, oh, and it's good. And that's what made a big difference. And uh, so let's talk about... So here's something we wanted to do for our first podcast. Yep. We thought this was something that would really kind of exemplify where you and I feel differences or similarities in this game. With your and essay that you wrote I, over there. I, so I'm an old man. I can't type things. I have to write things down with a quill. <laughs> well, I have my, you know, type sheet. I'm just... Yeah, hardly. colorful letters. You're so cute. <laughs> um, so what we did was top six because top five wasn't cutting it. Top five in a sleeper pick. No, top six in a sleeper pick. Oh, I did top five. Oh, wow. He late, I, he specifically didn't do the right math. So that's fine. I'll, I can just talk about my sixes. You don't have to talk yes, about your sixes. We can talk about my five. Uh, sleeper pick. And you also, you already knew, told me what you hate in yellow. Yes. That was so. Well, actually, that wasn't even what I was going to do. I will. We'll get to it when we get to it. All right. So um, we'll do it in reverse order because that's how these things work. So my number six, which you don't have a number six, uh, is Ariel. Um, Ariel is a de- is is the one of the main things of Amber Steele songs. She costs three, but sings for five, so you can get some insane value with her. Yep. Uh, singing um, "Grab Your Swords" with her feels real nice. Yep. Uh, that's the whole new world is a card she can also sing. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get to steal. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, well, another, only one of a few ways that that card is acceptable. Um, and also, but she comes in, she looks for a song, so she just replaces a card out of her, out of your, you, you know, she's just, you're not losing anything, so your, your value is a lot on that one. It's, it comes right back to your hand, and then, assuming you hit on one, but you're gonna run a bunch of songs. Right. Uh, so that's, that's my number six, so then, you don't have a number six, so you fail. Uh, my number five, Lilo. Whoa. Number five. I know that's an unpopularly low level for Lilo. Um, you two... also just hate that card every time I play it. Oh, I hate playing against you it, but I, I have it. Face every I time. have the, that opposite look on my face when I have it in my hand and start with it. So. Which is never. Fair. Um, it's so good. It's the, it's the quintessential card. You start with it, and but that's it's still fifth best in my opinion. I think there are four, at least four better cards but what's your number five so my number five is simba protective cub simba okay so lilo's little buddy yep lilo's okay. little buddy i think having even yes it's a weaker card but i think having that having bodyguard on anything especially against a deck like that doesn't have any type of acceleration in it or not acceleration card bounce yep or they can't bounce something out of your hand it just makes it very good to be able to you know, have that little extra force to be like, okay, I think you're it, gonna do that, then you have to, you know, go through this card, and it's like you're wasting an attacker, whether it, yep, you kill it or not, you're wasting an attacker for the turn. Love Simba. He is on my list, but he is not my number five. Um, so who's your number four? What, oh yeah, you already did. Your, mine is Maximus Palace Horse. So you know who my number four is? Maximus Palace Horse. Is it nice? Go, go for it. So. <laughs> Maximus, I think it's a little chunkier. It's bodyguard. It has the support, which I think is really good. Exactly. That's where my where my point was going to be. It makes a lot of cards better, but and it is also a good attacker. But 
in the at the towards the end of the game, especially if you're <coughs> playing a deck where you're ahead and you know they're not do other than they're killing your characters, it's not questing for much, which isn't a huge deal mm. because it's I protecting think. the cards that quest for a lot. Yes. But what ends up hurting you towards the late game is when you want to have these other cards you could have played, like if you're playing Emerald Amber and you could have played Mad Hatter or Kuzco or something. Yeah, you'd rather have that. You'd in rather that have spot. those three two drops than you would have that one drop, even That's though it's. Fair protecting them a lot of decks that play either you know uh dragon's fire mother knows best just bounce those other cards in your hand or bounce the maximus then it's like okay well now i don't want to play this again because it's a waste of five ink if they're just going to bounce something to kill it anyway. that's fair so you brought up all the points that i had thought about i love this card um i added it more and more of it i originally had two then i went to three i think i'm at four right now um I, i'm not entirely sure but support is the big thing for me on this yeah. Uh, a four or five is awesome. You're killing something with that probably, five, but you're you're definitely better. killing something else if you if you <laughs> you Maximus Ariel and you're swinging with a six three fish lady like that that does work. And then she's protecting something else or he right. it the the horse is protecting something else. Um, and that fascinates me. I think that you're you 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 hit the nail on the head that it is. It's very. It's just a little too expensive. Like yep. toward, so you can really only use it towards the end. And when you do draw it at the end, if you're not, if you don't have anything to protect by itself, it's not worth anything. Like if yeah. it's your, if it's your one draw. I do think if the three three Maximus was a was the one with bodyguard and support, I think it would make it not. It would be a little bit better. It loses a little bit of its bulk, right. which is what's nice about it. Sure. But it also just makes it easier to get into play. And if, even supporting for three, that adds, you know, that makes Lilo a 4-1, Rapunzel a 4-5. I did kill somebody with a Lilo once. That was really fun. <laughs> it just makes, like, all of these cards better. And it's like, the four is nice, but losing one for the support isn't a huge deal. That's true. It also, support is when you quest, so it's like, also questing for one to add that support yeah. doesn't always feel great. But also you're questing with a bodyguard, so that always right. feels great. And if, you get the, if you're going to just quest with a bodyguard, you might as well get support. So I think it hits a lot of boxes. Right. Uh, so since you did number four, I'll do my number three. My number three is four cost Hades. Ooh, that is my uh, card I dislike. Oh, we're not there Both yet. Hades so you are up there, but yeah. Uh, so I I will tell. So we'll talk about it later. But as of right now, my number three is four cost Hades. Um, it's just recursion. Nobody is expecting recursion because there's very little in the game. Um, it's a three two. Three two kills things. Uh, I think that's pretty wonderful. Um, and what's the other thing I wrote? Um, it would be my number two if it was inkable. Yep. I think that would fix a lot of the problems I have with it if it was inkable. But, so it's not inkable, which stinks. And it's when you're only drawing on inkables when you don't need them, that's bad. But I can't tell you the number of times I've gotten the value of a five-cost turn where I go Hades, Lilo, pass. And then you're turning for three next turn. Okay, they kill everything. That's fine. You just got three. And they're dedicating resources to kill your guy. You're taking somebody with you, most likely, with Hades as well. Yeah. That's my argument. Who's your number three? My number three is Lilo. We already touched the boxes with Lilo. I just okay, so why do you think it's better than five? Lilo is a very strong opener card. If you Crazy get that card start, turn yeah. one, you're questing for two. You get that card late game, you have the extra one to play it down. It's, especially with a bodyguard in play. It is fine late game. It makes it two. And even late game, if you have other tanky guys that have two or three, if your Lilo isn't quested, they're not going to worry about it because you'll quest for two, they'll kill it. 
that's right. You normally get a free two unless they have a way to bounce it. Yeah. And they don't want to get rid of anything else. But between a Mad Hatter and a Lilo, you're gonna bounce Mad Hatter. Right. Do I lose the one? Do I lose one there on the Lord? Yeah, but I gain two. Yes. No, it, it's it's a, if it can stay alive, which she, right. she does have a difficulty doing later in the game because it's easy to ping damage around. It's still even if you get it late, you don't mind dropping it. Like okay, I'm at least getting a two point, a two lore swing. Right. I feel you on that. I just don't think it's as good. Right. Uh, so number two, what is your number two? My number two is Ariel Spectacular Singer. Okay. Why is she so good for you? Why do you like her so much? Ariel. I mean, I think most of why you said she can sing for five. Mm -hmm. She, when you play it, you look at the top four, you reveal a song, put it in your hand, you get to search. There's not a lot of search cards in the game. That's right. That's that's more like scrying, but sure. That's it's, a magic term. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm learning what scry means. I keep asking every time I play it, but I've been learning. For a three cost, especially that early that can sing five, yeah. I think that very early can help you accelerate. I know... We'll touch on your feelings about A Whole New World later, but if you have a dead hand and you have that aerial and you're playing whole new world, mm -hmm. you can sing that and just refresh everything and that For can sure. start your game For over. both of you. Especially, or not that I've seen Amber paired with um, Steel yet, or I guess no, could be paired with Seven Cost, never mind. But you could sing Dragon's Fire. That's not a song, is it? No. I'm getting this all wrong, that's an action. There's a lot of good things you <laughs> she can just sing. She can sing a lot of stuff. Right, right? I think and that's there's a lot of things that people do use that for i mean we've seen a lot of or at least i've looked at some tournament results and seen a lot of steel song aerial decks because there's just oh, so yeah. much yeah that's, that's so much you can do early. so much value in that right uh so my two is simba i know you put simba a little lower down yeah. um all the things you're saying but uh, he is so efficient mm -hmm. he's a two three for two which is above average he has a bodyguard which is fantastic and he costs two. Yeah. I said that already because I said he was a two, three for two, but nonetheless I'll say it again. He costs two. That is a, such an efficient body. Even late late game. Yeah. If even it doesn't matter, you have to dedicate if all of your guys can kill him in one shot, you're still dedicating a guy to take him out and their damage is not going to something else. Right. It's such a good card. That's so everything you said just I feel more strongly about it. Yeah. I know you already looked at mine because I saw your eyeballs and you and I have the same number one yeah. because it's by far the best card of the Car game card probably card up there it's definitely the best card of amber yes for sure and i almost it's... i almost got rid of my fourth one and i'm so glad i never did yeah uh rapunzel it's yeah. it's it's too good what can't you I used say to, about rapunzel i used to hate that card i would just be like oh this is ink this is ink and then i used it the right way oh sequenced my god it. it oh that was it i sequenced it and i was like oh gasp yeah. i can purposely do stupid attacks i can just make blocks i don't want to make or attack change things with, around attack with maximus and just all sorts of silly things and then just heal off the damage yeah. draw cards which is it's just so important between. and in yellow is extremely amber yeah. is extremely rare and uh, it's just it's you can't beat it 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 costs four she's a one five it's hard to kill and with Maximus, she's a five. <laughs> with Maximus, she's a five five, which I've done so many times. Yep. I love swinging with her. Uh, she turns for two. Yep. Uh, it's. And we'll touch on it later when we talk oh, about when, the cards. But this it's going to be even it's, better. It's going to be it's going to be the star of my new deck. Yeah. Uh, and which I, is why it's sixty dollars. And, and I'm glad I don't race. have to get anymore. Yep. 
And part of the reason that the, the people don't get into the game is because oh, yeah. a lot of decks run four of them, and it's very hard to get four yeah, of them. Yeah, so if you ever wanted to get into the game and wanted to be remotely serious, you in order to play yellow, you need at least three, most likely four of this card. Yeah. And that's so off-putting, and I'm yeah. with that. All right, so the other thing we're doing, and I realized you did sleeper pick. What's yep. your sleeper pick? Mine, Drockstar Stitch. Okay. So, I played in my deck, but a lot of people like Surfer Stitch over Rockstar Stitch. I, I'm with you, but I agree also that more people are not with us. Right. I just don't think playing to draw two is great compared to every time you play a cost with two or less, especially like we were talking with Lilo, with the Simba, those are all two or less, and those are yes. all very useful cards late game. Mm. When you have the stitch out, that you get to draw a card. Yes, you draw two off of um, the Surfer Stitch, but if you have less than two characters to play, you don't draw the two anyway. Yeah, so that's... I, I'm still very much on the fence between these two, uh, because... Right, okay, Rockstar Stitch turns for three. Yep. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, when when you are drawing the little guys that you don't want late game, you're at least getting another card out of them. Yep. And I think that's good. And they're most of the time, like we were saying, are they're useful. Yes. You can play them and they will be useful at least for a turn. If you are just drawing and you're trying to get something into play and you play seven cost Stitch with only even with just one person in play... It doesn't feel good. Right. And also, that's it's the other bad thing is it's not shiftable. Right. Well, it's, it's shiftable. You can shift, no, you can shift this on that. You're, you can't shift... Um, oh, you can't shift you can't Carefree shift, Surfer. Right. But you can shift, can shift Rockstar, Rockstar on Carefree Surfer if you wanted. You could. I don't know why you would, but I you don't could. Because you get three instead of two, the whole thing I was complaining about. 4-8 uh, is a big body, though. Yep. That's a hard thing to get rid of, so I, I agree with that part of it. Um, I'm, I'm really on the fence. They both have a really good good, good sides, but I agree that's a good quote-unquote sleeper because it is a popular card, but, I, it's, but I, it's not used the way that, that this Carefree st think Surfer the is. the shift is what kills it. If it could shift, I don't think, I oh, think it would, would be just as good. Be, then it would be, that would be a no-brainer. I don't not, Then Rockstar Stitch wouldn't be used unless you were specifically making a small... I would assume... I guess. I, I still think Rockstar Stitch is better three drop. Yeah. I do think the tank is better. I like the shifting too. Shifting for four feels real good with that card. Right. And I think if both of them were sh four shifts, which I think they both easily could be, mm -hmm. I think both of them would seem. I think the Surfer Stitch would be definitely number one over yeah. Rockstar. Yeah. I just think Rockstar shifts, and especially if you're shifting for four on that fourth turn, if there's no acceleration, you're probably going to play a one or two cost card at some point that early yeah no i i think that it has a lot of a lot of synergies in that way uh my sleeper pick is prince philip um i've i think i'm the only person i've ever seen play this card um so he's uninkable which is the downside yep. uh everything else is great so he's a three three for four uninkable which is, that's fine. It's a little low-ended in, in, like, because you could, Pumbaa, I can see on the same page here, is a 3-5 for 4 that is right. inkable. But also only quests for 1. Right. Prince Philip quests for 2. Um, but his hidden talent is he has Death Touch. Another, ma another magic that, ability. Yep. You uh, to it. When he challenges a, a character and is banished, then you banish the challenge character. So, if you are smashing me with Carefree Surfer Stitch, 
I would just attack Carefree Search for Stitch with Prince Philip, and they would yeah. both die. Yeah. And I think that you can you can take knockouts with this that you shouldn't be able to get for cheap. Yeah. Um, I have killed a couple of dragons, which is what his whole deal is. Yep. With it, and that feels nice. He's um, a dragon slayer. Uh, I got an Ursula with him before. Um, yeah, and I've also that'll kill a boat snack. Hey, hey, and then something else. You yeah. know. So I think that's most people don't use it because they're like, oh, it's uninkable. It's not that good, but I, uh, it's it's but a kill it's also, spell that you're not nobody's looking at. Unlike Cheshire Cat, it's when you challenge. True. So I get to pick. All right, you turn that thing sideways. It's dead. Right. You can kill Rapunzel with it, which feels nice. Right. Kill Milano with it. All those things feel great. With Cheshire Cat, it doesn't hit for anything. Right. But. But that's also green. When it right, which we're getting to, but. Like, that's the thing, is those all, that has to be challenged. Right. With this, you get to make that choice. So yeah. I do think that is a really good card. I think it being on Inkable balances out the Death Touch. Or yeah. Like, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's too, it's too powerful if right. it weren't, if it weren't yeah. on Inkable. If it were Inkable, it would be too powerful. It would be powerful. played a lot more nice, yeah. All right, so the next color is Amethyst, I believe. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so uh, I will let you, I will do my six again because you don't have a six. Uh, my six is Ursula. Oh, yeah, uh, Ursula didn't make my list. Spoiler alert, my uh, God. I was thinking about it, but I... Uh, so Ursula's got that big booty. I think she's a 3-8 or she's a 2-8? She's a 3-8. 2-8. So she's a 2-8. That's crazy. Uh, when she comes in, she steals a lore from everybody. So interesting in mu multiplayer, which is a thing this game is designed to be able to be done. Which I've heard is a lot of fun. It's a lot harder than you would think it is. I was talking to... Dom about it earlier, and he said he had a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Player. It's just very difficult. Um, so that's and then she quests for three. So yep. she's really really hard to kill, and she just continues to get you value out of it. So you that's another way to kind of steal a, a round. Somebody's expecting the math to, to add up, and it doesn't. And then now you have a plus three. Um, so it's good. It's not great. It's uninkable. So that's where it only made it to six, but. I think that probably would have been my sixth as well. Who's your number five? Number five is Jetsam. Okay, talk to me about Jetsam. Um, so it's partially because I haven't played a lot of purple or uh, amethyst. Okay. A lot of the starter deck though. When I first started playing, I had all three starter. I bought all three starter decks because at the time you could actually buy them. There was also a there was a store that doesn't anymore, but did sell everything for MSRP. Mm. So I picked up all three decks for MSRP because you know why not. <coughs> No. So all three of those decks for MSRP, played around with a lot of them, really liked the, uh, the Amber Amethyst. I had the word, I just forgot it. Really liked the Amber Amethyst. Um, but I think that with my number four on the list, which I guess I'm going to kind of give away. Go for it, what's your number four? Number four is Floatsum, which I guess to me they're interchangeable. I think being able to get, have rush and evasive with both of them being played. So you basically play Floatsum, then you play Jetsum. Because Floatsum gives all of your characters named Jetsum rush. So you play the Floatsum down, then you play the Jetsum. You rush so you can attack that turn with both of them, and they both have evasive. So only other evasives can hit them. That's pretty cool. Which is, I think... I've never played with both of them in play. Floatsum I... is... Uninkable, which is why I have it under 
Right. Or uh, I actually have it above Jetsam because Rush is better. But I do think it, Uninkable makes more sense because Rush is a lot... Evasive is very good. Rush is just like, if you play something, you're gaining Rush, but you're also gaining Evasive. Right. So you can attack with one, quest with the other, but then neither of them can be hit unless you, you have something with evasive, which... Yeah, that's not that common. No, it's, it's not a, right It's now. a very powerful ability to have. Like and flying and magic or... Yeah, yeah. it's good evasion. Um, so then I guess we'll, we'll get on to mine then. So my fifth, speaking of Rush, is Rafiki. Um, I really like him. I have actually just remade a uh, Amethyst deck because I wanted to work around him. Uh... 3-3 three, three rush for 3. So, uninkable, so that stinks. But, but a 3-3 three, three rush kills something you are not expecting to get killed. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you don't even have anything in play? Fine. You're just like, blop, Rafiki. It's also one of the things that I realized unlocks purple, blue, and purple, or whatever. Amethyst, sapphire, and amethyst, ruby. Whew. This is going to be hard. Uh... I think it's it's so powerful just to kill something without, out of nowhere. And normally they're going to revenge kill you, so you're going to kill something else. Right. Because you, you're going to take deal the damage. So And if not, you get to pick something else. Yeah. So it usually takes out two things or one important thing, and I really, really like that card. Uh, and my number four is Friends on the Other Side. Um, I song. I love that card. It's a song, so so many things can sing it at three. Uh, whenever you come, whatever you combine has a cool three cost card that you can sing friends on the other side with. It's and you're just drawing two cards. It's just all right. Let me get some value. I'll use a guy that I didn't want to do anything else with anyway. Turn that for two cards into my hand, and then figure out what I want to do. Right. Um, love that card. I would almost almost rated it higher, but not quite. So my number three is, which almost was my sleeper pick, is Mickey Mouse Wayward Sorcerer. Oh, is that the one with the brooms? Yep. Okay. Because I think that's what a lot of purple is for me is synergy. Sure. Mickey Mouse has a lot of synergy with those brooms, mm -hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, it just gets it's good. It's already good being a four three four inkable, mm -hmm. but you also pay less to play the brooms. The brooms are a two, a two two two. With the Mickey, they're a one two two. No, they're a two two one for two. Yes. That becomes a two two one for one. When you play this character, this is the brooms. When you play this character, you may shuffle a card from any discard pile into its player's deck. I didn't know it was any disc. That's in, I don't know why you would do it to your opponent. But right. That's but also that's really interesting. Good. So you could just luck into drawing that other thing. Yeah. Or if for whatever reason you're drawing too fast, which has never been a problem in the history of this game. Anyway. Unless you're playing this with steel, I guess. Yeah. And then you could just put the few things that you want to get back in. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's a very... I, I want the brooms to be a thing. With Ceaseless Worker, when a broom character is banished in a challenge, return the card to your hand. So the brooms... Yeah, you could just use brooms to smash all right, the Right, you just keep putting the brooms back into play. You never really have to quest... I mean, you do want to quest with Mickey. Right. But you could always just keep smashing with brooms. Putting brooms. Yeah, putting brooms back into play. It never leaves your. That's a good. I like order. that. It's a cool card. I didn't. It didn't make my list, but it's something I really like. Uh, my number three is Elsa. Ooh, that's uh, low. Uh, yeah, it is low. Lower than you would expect for how much you, I love Elsa. And that's actually the last thing I wrote down was, and it's um Elsa. <laughs> Um, is that your justification? No, that was the end of it. The the 
other the stuff that is. Then the... Yeah, I had a small essay. Um, so she's the, she's a payoff card, right? So she costs eight so I or just for the reason because there's three of them. You're talking about Elsa, Spirit of Winter. Correct, because Elsa, Spirit of Winter. The eight cost. There's also Elsa Snow Queen and Elsa Queen Regent. Good job. You can read two. I'm so proud of you. Uh, so Elsa, Spirit of Winter, is an eight cost uh, that you can shift onto another Elsa for six. Um, and she's a 4-6 that turns for 3, which is good enough on and up by itself. Really good when you can do it the turn she comes into play when you're doing it off of an Elsa. That feels nice. Um, when it comes into play, you get to uh, Magic and uh, Final Fantasy's equivalent of Freeze something. So you are it going to... Deep Freeze. No, it's called Deep Freeze. You're going to exert the character and they can't... Uh, activate no, on the, actually, the, oh, an the entire turn. First Elsa Snow ready. Queen does have freeze, which is exert a chosen opposing character. Nice. So um, you don't even. I don't think in your deck you don't play this. Do you play that? You do play Snow Queen. I play Snow Queen. Yeah. I just was needing to use it both times as ink. Ink. Because your deck wrecked. It did. Um, that being said, I really just like locking something down. Locking something down for two turns is really backbreaking because that's math that they have to completely redo. Uh, it allows you to attack something that you otherwise would not have been able to because it was stuck active already. Excuse me. Um, it's just got a lot of really cool applications, but it's uninkable and it's expensive. So right. that's why I didn't make it higher on the list. So I'm being realistic. I know it's Elsa and I love yeah. her, but it's not... There's some flaws there. So my number two, I almost read Amber again. I was like, wait, Ariel's not purple. Hmm. Is actually Rafiki. Okay. So a lot, why, of this, why? a lot of this goes off of the starter deck because I haven't played a lot of purple. But I do think Rafiki's really good. I think there's not a lot of rush cards that are early game or that are also ink. Or no, Rafiki's not inkable. Right. That are also just that cheap. Right. There's a couple that are rush, but they're a little more expensive. Yep. I think Rafiki's just really good because especially early game when you're going for three, they're questing for two with like Flynn or something. Yes, you're discarding a card, but you just go and boom, it's dead. Yeah. So, or it's banished or whatever. So it's like you get that option to just early game, especially just <coughs> three to essentially mother knows best, except banish. Essentially early dragon fire. Yeah. At the cost of three lore instead of five. Yeah, you're just killing something out of yeah. nowhere. I'm with you. I think that's why I mean, I rated it. You just, you like it better than I do. Uh, my number two is uh, three cost Maleficent. Ooh, the uh, this almost became my number one. Um, she is yummy. A, a two, two, one, which is not great stats, but that's fine. Only for three, so it's a little expensive for a two-two-one, right? You can get a two-two-one uh, for one. Like all, all the basic ones are yep. for one. But she draws you a card when she comes into play, and she's a three-cost, which means she can sing three-cost songs. Yes. So you bring her into play, you get an extra card. It feels a little bit better because you're a little bit overpaid for her. Yeah. Then the next turn, you turn her to sing Friends on the Other Side, and she's drawn you three cards... And has not used that much. And then you just dispose of it in some way. Yeah. Kill something, make them use any number. It doesn't matter. She did what she needed to do. Right. And it's that's why it didn't make number one on the list because it's, it is a little overcosted for a 2-2-1. Two, two, but the value you get out of it is just so good. I'm shocked you didn't have Lilo Maleficent on the list. Uh, that is literally just Lilo. We're not, we're not there yet. Oh. 
Alright, so my number one is the Elsa. Okay, so why she? what makes her even better than what I think she is? Um, I just think being able to put, to exert something when it comes, especially two cards, when it comes into play is very big. Especially against certain decks that aren't getting into that, just have a bunch of big hitters out. Yes. Being able to prevent them, especially unless you're playing Ruby where it can ready again with the shield, uh, shield of virtue. Right. You don't have a way, so sometimes you can just lock people out of doing anything other than playing new cards, which can, sometimes can buy you a turn and help you win a game. That's true. Um, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I do think Maleficent would have been over... I honestly kind of forgot about the Lilo Maleficent when I was like going through the list, so I think that would have been my sixth Okay. on the list. It's over the Ursula. Because it's just Lilo it's but just purple. It's just Lilo but purple. Right. Which, there's no bodyguard to play with it, which is why it's objectively worse than Lilo. Right. Uh, so... My number one is the cauldron. Ooh. Ursula's cauldron. It does has drawing is very difficult in this game. Yeah. And purple is the best at drawing, and what the cauldron allows you to do is seed what you're going to draw. Right. And choose if you want to draw it. Right. So you add it. You get to pick instead of every time you're about to draw a card with one of these cards, it's pick from your top two cards which of these two you would like. Right. And I, I have even seen Virtue to having two in play now that I finally have because it's just the way the cards right. were going. Uh, it's very, very, very interesting, and I think it absolutely allows you to craft the game to what you need to get. I mean, it's only out of the top two cards, sure, but yeah. you were only going to look at one, so now you can at least get some ideas out of right. two. And you, there might be just a dead card on the top of your deck, and then you just put one on the bottom, and you get a good card on top that you need for the following turn. So yeah, that's my that's my number one. I feel that uh, it's just it's too good, but it's it's uninkable. So that's that's yeah. it's not perfect. But it's also but, a two cost. Yep. I think right. Yeah. It is. So I think that makes it a lot better because those cheaper like the Maleficent or the Lilo, like I don't think those are terrible because. They're not big cost on Inkables, and I think that's what... Big cost on Inkables have to be worth it because... And we'll get into that with Emerald, but I just don't think big cost on Inkables are really worth it, especially if they're not super useful because if you get stuck with them early, you can't do anything with them. You can't ink them. The cheaper ones, you can just play them down. They're out of your hand. That's true. I don't... Dis- and I also... You can also discard them to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can discard them to Flynn. Um, sleeper. So my sleeper is, it's between two, unfortunately. It was this because nobody uses it. Yep. But my actual sleeper that I picked is uh, the Jafar. Ooh. This. Basically five five. Wicked Sorcerer. Jafar Wicked Sorcerer is a, for four, he's a two five one. Uh, but when he ch- he's got challenger plus three, so he swings for five. That is a big boy at yeah. four. It's a five five. Um, so I used I've had a lot of success using him when I had my more aggressive purple build. Yeah. And it's no I don't I've I've never played against one, but I think it's it's something that people could examine. Yeah. Because think- challenger it's not impressive most of the time because they'll just hit you back and they don't take much damage, but he at least has a two. Yeah. So he's at least smacking back a little, but swinging hard and yeah. probably surviving at five. Yeah, I think Jafar Keeper is Secrets, which gets 
plus one for each card in your hand will get better over time when there's mm. more card draw. Yeah, I agree. But I think until that happens, I do think that is definitely a better of the two. I forgot to mention uh, my overrated amber card. We didn't do that. Oh, yeah, what's your overrated amber card? My overrated amber card is, and this is bad because it's actually going in my next deck, but just in time. I've seen a lot of people try to play that. Unless your deck is has a lot of four and five drops... It is not worth the price. Yeah. I think mine is... Mine was between both the Hades. I think the four cost is... Oh, wow. I think it's good. No, you don't. I play it in my deck. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Why do you hate it? I think it's nice to get a card back from your discard. It's crazy good. But I don't think I ever use it that late in the game because I have other things I want to ink. I don't think... The four cost is... It makes it good, but it's A, uninkable... And especially early game, if none of my things are in the discard and I just need to play something to have another body... Well, that's the downside of every non-inkable card. I don't even mean that. I just mean I think its ability is good. It's just not at the point where it's useful enough yet. Because if... I've had games where I have, like, a Hey Hey in my discard. I don't want the Hey Hey. It's dead. I was using the Hey Hey early because I had it. It's like, I need to play this card because I want another body on the field. But it's like... I don't need to get the hey hey. Like, yeah, I can get it and ink it. Yes, that's also, also really good. Right, but also then that's wasting a character I can play when I could rather play a Rapunzel or something. Or... But you didn't, because you didn't draw Rapunzel. That is also true. I just think it's not... It doesn't feel great to draw it. I... Okay. Yeah. You're, you're allowed our, our, our disagreements, because you're wrong, but that's and okay. I think the other one is just really bad. I just don't remember exactly what it is. So that, but it can't be because well, people like don't like it, so you can't say it's a it's a popular card that people don't like. You have to pick out a good card. I get it. No, that's fine. Uh, what's your what's your purple uh, overrated card? Um, originally it was gonna be Elsa because I actually until I realized how good Elsa was. Um, my overrated card. And even though I guess it's not a super played card, I just think it's a little overrated, is the Tinkerbell. It's alright. It's uninkable, five cost, a 3-3 with evasive, which is really good, which yeah. we'll get, when we get to my sleeper pick, we'll talk about evasive. But a five uninkable for something that's not great is just one of those things that I think a lot of people think it's good. I've seen like maybe two decks that have it in there. Yeah. I just don't think it's worth it. It's overpriced for what it is. It's overpriced for what it is, and there's better in other colors, which That's we will fair. look at too. Alright, so I, I did interrupt you. What is your sleeper pick? My sleeper pick is Pascal. Ugh. I love Pascal. I know you do. Tell Pascal's me why you so love good. Pascal. It has evasive. You can play it early, even though it only quests for one, you play it early, it has evasive. If you can't, which there's not a lot of evasive, if you're not playing an early evasive card, which there's, other than Pascal, I don't know what else there is for early evasion... I'm Not, there's no other turn one evasive. Yeah, no. so I'm questing for at least two to three before you get something evasive out. I suppose. I just don't... I don't see the merit in a 20-turn clock. <laughs> um, I'll take it. It doesn't... I see people play it, and I get a, the tiniest bit frustrated that I can't actually kill it. I was playing against you earlier. I normally more. I care more. that much. If you can't kill the Pascal, that's my last lore. Sure. Uh, I it's a that's a it's a good sleeper pick. It's absolutely good. What is your uh, sleeper? My, my 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 worst card in the set pick or not worst card, yes. but the one that people I've seen use. I think is terrible is Zeus. I've not seen anyone I've, use Zeus. I I've seen not. it. I've played against it a lot. I don't know why. I don't think it's um, great. I don't. 
it's, think it's, it's terrible. It's a zero four that turns for two. It's an uninkable four cost. Uh, it's got rush. And which, challenger. Challenger. So it's a zero four and it gets plus four rush. So it's a four four when it's attacking. So the problem, uh, the, what I don't like about rush, and that's something we'll talk about in another in another section, is if you don't have a body back, then it doesn't help you. Yeah. Or excuse me, challenger, not rush. Rush is great. Uh, challenger. If I'm t- attacking you for four, great. But when you come back to finish me off, you're not taking any damage. Right. You're not getting another kill out of it. Right. Which is why Rafiki hits for one less and quests for one less. But it's still a three. Less, it still hits It's a back. three three. Right. Yeah. I would rather play Rafiki every day of the week over this. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's Amethyst. Yeah, I know. We gotta. Yeah. We'll just pick it up here. But we also had to talk about some other things. Yeah. Less of that needs to happen. Now. Um, all right, so Emerald. Um, six. My number six is Mother Knows Best. Um, it's a great song. It costs three. It allows you to disrupt a win. Um, it's But it, it's still uninkable. So. And also, I think it's very good when, you know, someone uses five ink and plays down, a you know, a five-cost card or something, or shifts on a five-cost card. You bounce both. They both go back into their hand, so then they have to either pay the ink to play the entire thing, or they then have to, you know, put that down and start their whole process over again. He did look fairly fair. Um, I, 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 I agree. I think that it's, it's, it's got power in that regard. Yeah. Um. Five? Five. My five is six cost genie. Genie on the job. Genie on the job. That's also my five. Okay. Uh, evasive is the, is what we were just talking yeah. about. It's rare. It is um, uninkable. It is uninkable. Yeah, so that's why these things don't make it towards the top of the list. But the evasive is nice, and also the bounce back into the hand with disappear, which is just Mother Knows Best is built into it. Right, which we were just I saying I like Mother Knows Best. So yes. I, I like that. There are s- Sometimes with that card, I feel when I'm playing it, I there's nothing I want to bounce because I just right. don't want them to have that come into play ability. Which is why it says you may, you don't have to. Right. Um, but e- either way, if you're not if you're not running the two cost G oh this isn't the it's not shiftable. This is not the shift one, excuse me. Um no, then that, that that point doesn't matter. But uh, it's a three four evasive is really good yeah. and it gets something else out of the way. I think it's got a lot of value. So yeah. I'm with you on five on that. So there we go. Uh, what's your four? My four is Mother's Knows Best. Okay, so not as be- as what what makes it a little bit better than the way I feel it? I just think it's budget Dragonfire. Okay. I, it's nice okay. to be able to bounce. I think the bouncing is what can help win games or slow people I, down from winning games. I like the idea of it being budget Dragonfire, and yeah. it's a song. So right. It can that's also a be cool, sung. That's also why it's a little higher. Is That's a cool way of thinking about it. I like that. Especially with so much evasive in green, which we'll get to when we talk about... Other things. Other things. like Especially with the genie. like You can sing that with genie, and then genie can't be hit unless it's by another evasive. So you can bounce with genie, next turn sing with genie, and you're just sl- disrupting, disrupting, disrupting. Yeah, and they can't. They will have nothing in play. Yes, that's always fun. Uh, my number four is Cheshire Cat. Ooh. Cheshire Cat is a zero three for three, Inkable. but he does turn for two. Um, and you're like, oh wow, zero three that turns for two. That's really neat. Yeah, because if something kills it, whatever killed it. You, as long as it's uh, a, a challenge, as long whatever challenges it gets banished right along with it, because it just goes. Oh, come with me into this weird 
universe that I disappear into. Yep. Uh, and so it's just value. They have to deal with it or you get to turn with it for two, which yeah. is a common theme of cards that I like in this color. <laughs> Um, my three is, um, Jasper. Ooh, that is not my three. I, I love Jasper. Uh, so Jasper turns for one, which is great. He costs three, which, okay, not, so far nothing impressive. He's a two-four, which I, you will see in a lot of situations is a very good set of numbers. Yep. Um, and he, when he quests, something else cannot quest. And locking down these big things that can't quest, like... Your Lilo, your one, your one one Lilo can't quest. All right, now it's it. What are you gonna do? Attack me with it? Right. No, it just sits there and does nothing. So it just locks things out right. and turns things off. Um, and it's kind of like a budget John Silver in that regard. Yeah. Uh, but it it's a lot. It's and it's a pain in the butt to get off the field. It's a two four. Yeah. Um, I just love that card. So one, my two, number three. three is Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Okay, why? Turn for three. It's a two four, which isn't impressive. It's a five cost inkable. But every time it's challenged, you draw a card. With yeah. four, especially that early, there are, but there aren't a ton of things that are one hit killing it. So you're at least Most getting, likely And honestly, I don't know how many times I've had a Mad Hatter killed and I forget to draw a card. Well, but that's, just being, that's a you problem. Right. But just being able to draw a card in a format for a game right now that doesn't have a lot of drawing cards, mm -hmm. it feels really good to be able to just... Get damage, draw a card, and especially if it stays on the board. Yeah. And if it's paired with like Rapunzel and you heal it the following time. Oh, turn, healing you're that was drawing a, so that's many cards. Very, very good in Amber. Right. Yes, because heal you draw a card off of that, you heal from whatever it yeah, that's that's Which big I think money. it'd be a little more broken if it was whatever this character's damaged. Because then right. it'd just be, I'll attack you, draw a card, heal the Rapunzel. Well, you can also just yeah. damage it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that would be silly. Um yeah, I, I, I really wanted to put that card on, uh, but it did not make it. Yikes. Uh, so my number two is Flynn. Ooh. Similar to what we were saying about the cat, he turns for two. So he only costs two, and he is a, a one-two, which is not impressive size-wise, but he just keeps turning for two, and more importantly, when he is challenged by anything, it doesn't have to be killed, he doesn't have to be challenged. The challenging player has to discard a card. Discarding a card in this game is crippling because yep. it's so hard to get cards in your hand. Sometimes. So many times. How many times has somebody just been swinging with a Flynn and you do not kill it? Yeah. Because you don't want to discard a card. Or you have like two cards in your hand and you need them for what you want exactly. to Exactly. You can't do any. You just, okay, guess the... And that's what I said. This is what he does. He turns for two. And you yeah. just keep doing it every turn. That's and all he Make does. them earn it. Make them have to discard the card. Uh, I love, love, love that card. I think it's very, it's it's so hard to kill that card. Uh, are we on number one? We're at number two. My number two. Oh, what is your number well, my two? My number two is Cheshire Cat. Okay. So I use it too much for it to be any longer than number two. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, it's a good card. Yeah. All right. And we have the same number one. Oh, really? Is it Cusco? It is Cusco. Yeah. Cusco's broken. What? <laughs> like... If Cusco's not your number one, you're playing the game wrong. You don't know how to use the cards. <laughs> Uh, so ward number one is the main reason why he's so terrible. Uh, Be prepared so they can wipe him off the board. And that's just because it's all characters. It's not being specific. Or you can play four tiny... T try Four giant tinkerbells. Or two sword... Grab your swords. Yep. Either way, it is so hard to just burn this thing down. And then finally, the one way you usually can interact with it is through combat. 
and whatever thing is the one that deals the final blow, he also takes with him. No yep. touchy. And turns for three. It's so good. So much value. And so, at, and this is what I was talking about, wind disruption. This is what wins you games when you're playing green. Yeah. If you're playing Emerald and you are at 16 and you drop a Cusco, you are going to 17. And they're not. there's nothing they're doing anything about. 19. Also math. Yes. Regardless. So you and then now you only need one more, but you're you're turning a big turn there's nothing they can do about it unless right. they have, like you said, one of these big plays to knock it out. You can't you can't interact with it to make it so you can attack with it. Yep. You can't you can't even use Elsa to turn it so that you can attack with it. You yep. just can't do anything about it. And it that's it. Yeah. What more do you possibly want? Alright, so what's your sleeper pick? My sleeper pick is John Silver. Um it's just it prevents things from being able to attack again, which is we're saying. If you can, if I could target Cusco, would be a great thing. But any of these other things that your Mad Hatter are just like, okay, well, you just can't attack with it. Right. So you have to come in at me, but significant disadvantage, right? Right. And then you have Reckless. You have to attack with it. Right. No, you're so saying I can't attack. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you can't can't, can't quest. Yeah, okay, correct, yeah, yeah. correct, correct, correct. So you can't quest because you have to now attack me. And he's a 5-5, five five, so I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll and it, swing and with it. And dies, yeah. So it's... I have not used him yet, and I fully intend to. Uh, he, but it, he's my sixth. He, he was the one that I was going to put on the list and just, like, just missed him. Um, he, he's really, really very interesting. My sleeper is Tinkerbell Most Helpful. Back, like the purple one, but a lot better. It's four cost. Oh, yeah. The, it's inkable. I love that one as well. It's got evasive. It's just better. That's great. That's a great card. When you play when you play it, also another character you have gains evasive, which is so rare that it matters. But when it does, it feels yep. so good. And if they have, especially if you're in a mirror against with something that also has emerald, if they have the genie, you can give, you know, your John Silver give him evasive, and then he can knock out the genie. Right. So it's like it has all these it has these applications. Evasive does end when you end your turn, so it doesn't stick, but. It is very useful as support, especially if your opponent yeah. is playing something with... It just allows you to get that final yes. move on something that they would not expect them to be able to. Right. Also messing up math. Yes. What's your, your least favorite? Mine is Mother Gothel. Wow, why do you hate Mother Gothel? I don't think it's terrible. I think while it's exerted, it can't quest, but I don't think it's great between Mother Knows Best, Dragon's Fire. There's so many ways to bounce that card up and just negate that effect. That's true. For a six cost, also just feels uh, like a lot. You're, that's a good point that I didn't think about. I mean, it's tanky, but once it's off the field, especially paying that much for it, it doesn't do anything. That's a good point. I could easily just change those Mother Gothels to John Silver's. Yeah. And that, that, I think I would like my deck more. You're yeah. right. I'm with. I. I'm actually now hating that card. Yeah. You've you've converted <laughs> me. My my uh, hate card is is Hatter. Wow. Now, I love Mad Hatter, but I hate Mad Hatter at the same time. I'll quickly tell you why. I almost exclusively ink this card. Because it's just, I don't ever get it when I'm like at right. five. And if it was a four cost, I would be playing it all the time. If it was a six cost, I might be playing it all the time. Like, uh, but at, at five, it just feels like this is not the right card to play yeah. when I need to be playing it in all the decks that I've had it, which is only two to be fair. Yeah. But I see the utility drawing cards is insanely good, but I feel like it's a little overrated because you're maybe going to draw one card out of it because they're going to try to find a way to do it more efficiently. Right. But as we said earlier, it is more likely to. It's, yes. a, good, it's a good card, but it, it does, I don't think it's... It's never loved me, I guess. Ruby is next. Ruby. 
Um, so my number six is uh, three cost Aladdin. Uh, when he plays, each opponent loses a lore. So you just you wait to to play this thing. Like oh you don't have a lore yet? I'll just keep this in my hand. I love erasing the first lore somebody gets. It feel it's it feels bad. Yeah. And also it can steal games. Yeah. You know like. You're, it's just it's discouraging. It yeah. puts them in that like kind of control. And they weren't ready for it. Yep. I think my number six probably would have been uh, the Daredevil Goofy. Okay. Evasive. Yes, another not, evasive not that a nobody big, sees. Yeah, I love evasive. Not a big tank body. It's got a 3-4. But again, with evasive, it's there's not a lot of evasive. Yeah. I just think anything with evasive, it's a later game card. It only turns for two. But I if you're turning for two with evasive... Uh, hey, what's up, Zozo? <laughs> it just makes it so much better. Like, yeah. it makes it worth it. You're also not fearing it getting killed. And, if you, and most of the evasives are smaller than four, so they gotta get hit twice. Yep. He's gotta get hit twice to really make anything happen. So I think that's cool. Uh, my sixth was... Oh, we did that. So Fifth. Yeah, we, so with you, what is your fifth? My fifth is Mickey Mouse BLT. Okay. Mickey Mouse Tomato, Brave Little Taylor. Oh, yeah. Everyone's, uh, everyone's favorite sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only, to my knowledge, uh, four quest card... Not, not, not for long. Not for long, but right and now. Technically not real because there's also Bell. Yep. But yes, pretty much. Yep. But I like being able to quest for four. Also yeah. evasive. Again, it's an eight cost. It hurts. But it's eight inkable. So if you draw it early, yep. you just pitch it. And also, evasive is just. I mean, evasive on a card that quests for four is insane. If you have no answer to evasive. Well, yeah, even if you do it, have an answer to evasive, it's not a strong enough answer to right, evasive. It's a five five. The only thing is hitting it multiple times. Or if you using can, the green Tinkerbell to give something that's strong enough evasive. Yeah. So it's very hard to deal with. Once it gets into play, it's pretty much there. Yeah. It's turning for eight, probably. And that's huge. That's chunky. So I'm with you on that. I, he did not make my list. He was the last one that, on, that did not make the list. My number five is the shield. Ooh, I do love the shield. Shield did not make my list. Uh, so it is a one-cost artifact, shield of virtue. You pay three to ready, ready a character, and then it can't quest. So you yep. can't just abuse it and get a bunch of extra quests yep. out of it. However, you just slap it down turn one, and then you just know that you're going to make some silly combat situations later on. Yeah. Or you're going to save something that you didn't want to get killed. And it feels real nice. Uh, it synergizes well with a couple other things that I can think of that I won't talk about just this moment. But it has a lot of application, and it should have been, honestly, my sleeper pick. Uh, but it's too good. I had to put it on my list. Yeah. All right, so what is your number four? My number four is my friend, the nine-cost Maleficent That is dragon. also my number four. Okay, so we both agree that it's very, very good. Very, very expensive. Yes, so... And especially for that expensive, banish one character, fine. I think, and I put it under it, but I do think it's a better card to play. Mickey Mouse coming out and being able to... For one less, quest for more, having two less attack, and evasive does kind of move it around on my list now that sure, I'm Sure, like, but if I also play the Maleficent, then it just roasts Mickey Mouse. I don't right. care about how evasive it is. Yeah. So it, when you get to nine, well, when you get to five in red, things get scary. Yeah. Uh, 
but when you get to nine, it's just like every single turn, you're like, okay, am I gonna about to get blown out by a dragon? <laughs> or be prepared. Or anything. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's the thing about red is early it's meh, but later on it's like, oh right. my god, Which is why what am I you supposed red, to do? You just want to ramp lore as fast as you can. Yeah, that's because... why blue red I think is solid. Yeah. Uh, it's... Anyway, I love the dragon. It's just like you're saying. But in a 7-5, that kills definitely Everything something almost. else. Maybe something on top of that. Yeah. And it does turn for two, because it should. Yeah. Um, so that was our both of our number fours. Yep. Uh, so then my number three is Dragonfire. So is my number three. Okay, so Dragonfire <laughs> is just a cheaper dragon, uh, but it kills everything but Cusco. And it also banishes it. It doesn't just bounce it to hand like Mother right. Knows Best. Sure, so it do, It just it's just straight banish. Right. And I think that's really important, and it really swings games. Yeah. Um, it, and I think five a five uninkable is a fair cost for that card. Yeah. If it was any less and inkable, it would be br just oppressive. Yeah. I think it's just a fair cost. Yeah, 100%. Um, my number two is Be Prepared. Mine is not. Mine is Aladdin Heroic Outlaw. But my I'm number one number is one. Heroic Outlaw Aladdin. My number one is Be Prepared. Okay, so, so let's talk about both of them. Yeah, so let's talk... Save some time here. Yeah. So, Be Prepared is Board Wipe. Um... The fact that it exists changes the way you play against red. Yep. Uh, and that is power. Power when somebody does not know when they're about to just lose all of their guys and they have to play differently. Yeah. That allows you to use that to your advantage. So it's mere existence is great. Um, but why do you think it's number one? I think Aladdin's nice. You know, during your turn, it banishes another character. You gain to, you lose to. I do think that can change the tide of a game. Oh, yeah. I also think with red, if you're just, if there someone's playing like um, sapphire steel or something, and they're ramping up as fast as they can, being able to just say, okay, my board has nothing on it that's useful. You have five, six, seven guys in your board. Be prepared. That screws them completely. That wipes everything. Makes them start from scratch. Yeah. And if their hand is dead, especially if they're playing like, <coughs> I don't like seeing it. I think I have a pretty good matchup until it happens with um, Amber with Amber Emerald. If if I get all these cards out and then you just be prepared me and my hand's got two cards in it, I'm just playing top deck mode the rest of the game. Sure, and I get and you get to control when you when you hit the the, the button, and I agree that so that makes it a very powerful card. But Aladdin is the one of few cards in the game that can just rescue you. Yeah. And bring you back from the brink of losing the game. I can be prepared you all you all I want, but if you just drop another thing that's going to turn you for the last bit of lore you need, right. that doesn't matter. If I, especially, especially if I can evolve from Aladdin 3 to Aladdin 7 with his shift 5, yep. that is incredible value because now I can attack with it. Which is 5-5 so, is tanky. 5-5 is fantastic. I kill your whatever I'm killing... We're doing a swing, and then guess what? I'm going to use that beautiful shield that I was telling you about. Pop back, do it again. I gain four, you lose four. I don't care if I lose Aladdin. I'll pay right. seven, five if I ended up paying five to do that. Yeah. It's so powerful. And you I can think win that a game is. That way too. Exactly. You can, and that, you can't win a game with be prepared. That's fair. You cannot lose a game, but you can't win a game. Fair. 
Uh, so that's my thought process. What is your sleeper pick? My sleeper pick is Gaston. Mine is Pongo. I was Pongo was was on my list. Um, it's he's a four two. So the problem with him is you can work around him. If I slap Gaston down, you're like, okay, now I gotta play. You have to play something that you want me to have Gaston kill. Right. Otherwise, he's just a bomb waiting to go off, yeah. and I think that's really cool for two. Yeah, so mine mine was kind of tough because there's not a ton of red that I think... I don't think any of it's great, but I don't think any of it's bad. Yeah. I think one card that a lot of people like to play sometimes is the LeFoe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's great. I think it's all right. I just don't think it's amazing. I don't see a huge reason for people to play it. I think it's all right. Mm. You can ready a chosen character that can't quest for the rest of the turn, yeah. which is nice, but I just don't... Especially later game, it's nice. I just don't get the appeal of it. My, so my mine's gonna be an unpopular one. My uh, disappointment card is Maui. Uh, I see a lot of people run Maui, and Maui is a solid card. Right. He's five. He swings for six whenever you. That's crazy. Most of the time, I, and I can't think of a many times it's happened to me. But whenever you're playing against this, he's killing. He's killing two things, which is worth five. Don't get right. me wrong, but he's not getting to pick two things. He's gonna kill something and be uh, exerted and damaged, and it's gonna. He's gonna be finished off, and he always is finished off. So, two for five is good. I'm not saying it's a bad card. It is a good card, but I don't. I doesn't suit me. Right. Alright, and last but not least... Second to last, second but, not to last least. but not least. Sapphire. Sapphire. Uh, my number six is Philoctetes. Oh, that is on my list for my sleeper pick. Oh. Okay, so... Uh, I th Yes, it's probably a sleeper pick because nobody uses it, but I think it's even more powerful than that. He's a 3-1, and he has support. Which, so is, he just, which is the reason it's good, is he the just, support. Yeah, the support is why it's good, but he's a 3-1 for 2, so he can kill something as well. Yep. But he could just power something silly up. Make a, make a Mickey a 4-3. It's, it's, it's silliness. Uh, and as you can see that you picked it as your sleeper pick, it's just I don't, it's underutilized and very yes. powerful. Um, what's your number 5? Number 5 is One Jump Ahead. Okay. A lot of ramp. I think a lot of... Um, Actually, almost all of my thing is based around ramp. I just think ramp... Blue is ramp to me. Like, blue... If you want ramp, if you want to get lore in your inkwell fast, mm -hmm. ramp is where you want to go. Blue is ramp. So I think what the best qualities blue has is ramp. So yeah. one jump ahead. It's uninkable, which hurts, but also it's a two, so you're inking any something anyway. You don't get to see what it is, which does kind of suck. Yeah. I uh, I also picked one jump ahead, but it was not my number five. My number five was Let It Go. Uh, Let It Go is a wonderful song by a wonderful lady, but more importantly, it is just it gets rid of anything that you can target. Yep. It just goodbye. Yes, it, the downside is you're giving your opponent some resource, but uh, they effectively paid however much the thing that they paid cost to gain one ink. Right. So, it's uh, it's efficient. You can disrupt winds with it. You can sing it. Right. Uh, so that's why it lands there. But it's not it, uh, the fact that you it's not they get resource out of it is yes. frustrating. My sixth that I'm real w uh, was going to make the list that just missed it was Eye of Fates. I think it's really good. Yep. That's Quest for an extra one. 
I just think for the four cost, it's not always super useful late game. Right. I think there's better things. I do think it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I just think there's better things in the game. I'm with you. What, what do you want it for? Four is Fishbone Quill. Being able to really? put, being able to put any card from your hand that includes uninkable cards That's in true. Dragon Quill face down, honestly, probably beats my third pick out. Wow. Now that I'm like just really thinking about the applications, but I just being able to ink an uninkable card, especially if you just have uninkables in your hand, is really nice. Okay. I I don't disagree with you that it's a good thing to be able to do. It Fishbone Quill did not make my list. I am not that impressed with that card. Uh, I feel like it's if you are, have a good way to draw cards and you're going to be using it, but if, towards the end of the game, it's useless. Right. Um, my number four is one jump for the same reason it was your number five. Yep. It's a really good acceleration card. You can sing it at two. Effectively, anything can sing it. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a naked card you can't see, but uh, it's it's a very cheap card, and it's it's uh, it's acceleration, which is what blue's all about. Yep. Uh, what's your number three? Grandma I know that is your... Yeah, you know what? You know where my where Grandma fits on my list. I just think being able to chip a little damage, especially early, and just accelerate right into your inkwell just feels really good. I know how you feel about it, and we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I, and, and, I, lots of people run it. I even run it. I just... It's not impressive to me. Yeah. My number three is Hades. Hades. Seven, seven cost Hades. I um, he uh, he is silly. He infernal schemer. He uh, you bring him into play and he does a let it go. So let it go costs five. He costs seven. So it's let it go and get a three six that turns for two for two more. It's uninkable, so that's bad. But it's blue. You're gonna you're gonna accelerate with sapphire very easily. Yep. Uh, and it's just getting rid of things all the time, and I love it. So my number two is the Detective Mickey Mouse that gives you the one jump ahead, essentially. Okay, yep. Um, well, very good. Spoiler alert, that's my number one. Ooh. Uh, What's your number two? Aurora. That is my number one. Okay, so we did it again. Yeah. So, all right, then let's quickly go back to it. So Mickey Mouse is my number one because it is the quintessential... Blue card. ...acceleration yep. card. You put it into play, you accelerate, it's just... You're putting a body on the field, a solid body, a 1-3 that all that can do all sorts of different things, sing songs, can get supported, just turns for one, it doesn't yep. matter, Does puts a little damage on something, finishing something off. It's a great body for three. It's uninkable, yeah, sure, that's the downside, but it's, you, I don't know a, wa- a, a, a some water, a, a sapphire deck that's not going to run at least three, if not four of this card. Yeah. It's such easy acceleration, I always want to play this on my, I'm, I'm, on number three, if that's turn one or turn two, whatever it is, or turn two or turn three, that's I absolutely want to be playing this. So I stuck it at two for the reason of a, I think being giving all of your characters ward is very good, mm-hmm. and I think that can is very useful. I think Mickey's good. I do agree with you about the support, but being uninkable is fine. You get the ink anyway when you play it. Yeah, but being. A 1-3 just doesn't feel great. It's nice to get the ink. For 3, sure. Not being able to ink it and not have, being able to deal a ton of damage with it doesn't feel great. I understand. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. And I, I love Aurora. That's why she was my number She was my number 2. Uh, Ward is oppressive. Yeah. And so now you have to kill her to, to 
You have to go through her, then everything else. Yep. So you have to target her first. She becomes a lightning rod, and she's a three five. Yeah. And you can also shift her. Yep. And the two the two cost one is is great. Yeah. So. I'm with you that it's a fantastic card. I don't think Bell is a terrible card. I don't think it's better than Aurora. Mm -mm. I do think having ten or more, you quest for five is really good. Sure, it's great late, late game. But late there's no, game. Right, that's very late game that you get that out. So you said your sleeper was Philoctetes. Yep. Uh, my sleeper is Coconut Basket. Oh, Coconut Basket. And really that's a, that's going to be a theme of my next crazy deck, <laughs> um, which we'll, we'll talk about on the next podcast yes. at this point. Um, it, it's... it's Putting something into play and then healing two things for two, yeah. I believe. I want to make sure that I'm on the correct coconuts here. Yeah, whenever you play a character, you remove up to two... Oh, from one character. Whatever. You can heal You can heal a character for two. It's... You, you have two damage on something a lot of the time. And all you have to do is play something to heal that damage, and it synergizes with a lot of other things, and it's in play. If you have two coconut baskets, then two things are getting healed. Or one thing's getting healed for four. It's just... Yeah. Value, value train. Yeah. My other sleeper pick I wanted to pick was the scepter that gives things support. Yep. That is, I put that in my water deck at two of almost always because it's water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your poo poo pick? My poo poo pick is the Hades. Why do you hate Hades? I don't hate Hades. I just don't think this is a good card either. An uninkable seven cost that helps your opponent out. Every oh, time yeah. you so, play that card, I've. It's not been, I'm mad you got rid of the card, and then I'm like, okay, cool, thank you, now I have one more ink to put another card onto the field. Sure, but you spent however much, and I just got rid of it and still have a body on the field. I think it's better than the Yellow Hades, because it's, definitely it's a body, yellow. it quests for two. I just think putting cards in a, you don't know what's in your opponent's hand is the problem. That's, you can ink it. Yeah, but I know, what, I know what the opponent played that I have to deal with. Right. But they might have, you... I play something like Lilo, and you use that on my Lilo or something. Okay. You're helping me, and then I can play something bigger next turn because I'm one step ahead now. Sure. I get that it's... I don't love the whole let-it-go th theme of, like, you put it into their inkwell, but it gets rid of things. Right. Uh, my poo-poo pick is Grandma. Grandma Tella stinks. I use it because it's just what ramp exists right now. Yep. But... It does nothing when I when I play against it. If somebody has a Gramatala and they're just questing, I knock your socks off. I don't care. Yeah. Then they have to waste their turn. Well, not waste the turn, but use their turn attacking my guy to knock it, knock her out, and that's fine. And she's a one one for two. Yeah. Uh, it's. I get that it's acceleration. It's just not good acceleration. Uh, steel is my favorite color. Yep. So we know that. We will get to that. What's What's your number six if you had to pick one? My number six, if I had to pick, would probably be Prince Eric. Prince mm. Eric's very good. I love Prince Eric. Uh, Prince Eric is my number five, so I'll yeah. talk about him in yep. one one shake. My number six is Grab Your Sword. It's a fantastic wow. song. That's a lot higher on my list. Uh, it can blow people out. Uh, it costs five and is uninkable, and if you don't have Ariel, it is rarely feels good playing. So that's why it's so low on my list. Fair. Uh, but you can do some serious things with it and have some blowout turns. Yeah. So that's why it's on my list. I just don't... It's not good enough for me. If it was four costs and all did all those things, it would it'd be overpowered, yeah. I guess. But it just... It's just... A, it's, I guess, appropriately powered, but doesn't feel powerful enough for right. me. Um, but Eric is my number five, and I, he's fantastic. Yeah. I just started I mean, we've using we've talked him. about it before. 
since we're going a little over than what we thought we were going to have for time, yeah, it's another challenge, which we'll talk about a lot of challenger, but it gets two, so it basically makes it a 3-3 three, three when attacking, which yes. for a two cleans up a lot of things. Yes, early. yes. It's very, very just... that. I love killing uh, a Simba and being alive to talk yeah. about it. Um, being alive to tell the tale. Uh, it's it's really good. It's really, yeah. really, really good. Um, what is was what was your number six? My number six was. Oh, you did that. Yeah. You did. Oh, number so. four or number five for me is fire the cannons. Ew. Okay. It was almost my sleeper pick, but okay. Yes, it's uninkable, but it's a one cost and you deal two, especially early game. Yeah. If you have nothing that you can get out of the turn, it's two damage to something. It kills a Lilo, kills a Simba, or it doesn't kill a Simba. Damages a Simba. Finishes off a lot of things. Finishes off a lot of things, I'm especially late that. game when you have damage on something. It's only good if you run the other the Captain Hook that lets you get him back. Yeah. Then it does not you because you don't feel that you're getting out of it. Okay, so well, my number four is you. That was your number four, right? Yep. Uh, my number four is Smash, uh, the better version of Fire the Cannons. Uh, it does three damage, which is is notably better for a lot of different reasons. It does cost three to against your one, I understand, yeah. but it is inkable, uh, although it feels bad to ink a smash. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's a better number. I tried Fire the Cannons when I first started playing it, it would just, I felt the two got short so many times, and then yeah. I would have them in my hand, and I wouldn't be able to discard them. Uh, but Smash got my number four. Number three for me, one cost Captain Hook. Same reason... That was my number four, yeah. That's Forceful Duelist. You skipped over my four, but oh, it's okay. I thought you said you just said you did a number four. No, no, my number five was Fire the Cannons. Oh. Number four was Forceful Duelist. Okay, so that's, up, my, is, that's my number three. Yeah, so it's the same thing as the Eric, except it's a one-two instead of a one-three. And you can do it on turn one. Yes. So you can just... It's just sitting... You have a kill spell in play, ready yep. to go. And if you can ever... T I will every single day of the week kill... A Lilo. A, a Lilo, yes, but a... Stitch. Yes. <laughs> Every time you try to say the one out, I'm trying to kill Flynn. Flynn. I love killing Flynn with him because you kill Flynn, and you sure you have to discard a card, but he's still alive, and you can go again, or at least hit something for one on the way out. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's too good. Um, so that was your number four? Yep, my number three was Grab Your Sword. Okay, so you like it more than I do. Yeah, I just think it's very, it's really good. I, I mean, that's Being fair. able to grab your sword just feels good. I like grabbing swords. Um, What's your number two? My number two is Smash. Smash! A lot of, most of my list is kill spells. I see I that. Really like, with I, gray, Smash I really is great. Like, I really like being able to just target things. Between my number one, which I assume is either your number two or your number one. Uh-huh. Being able to spread damage... Your number one better be my number one, because that's just like... My number... Or being able to, you know, chip some with fire the cannons, or grab your sword, and being able to clean up with smash feels really good. Okay. So being able to not have to attack, and attack essentially, and then quest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's a kill. It, it really is. Uh, my number two is is my favorite card in the game. Tinkerbell Tiny Tactician. Tinkerbell Tiny Tactician. Triple T, my girl, T-cubed. Uh, does so many things. She costs three. Is a two-four. She can uh, turn for one if she wants. She also can just uh, exert herself so you can draw a card and then just filter something out of your hand yep. that stinks. 
and that's so useful. And more importantly, she allows you to shift into the best card in the game. Which My number, number one, one pick, pick, which is Giant Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Giant Fairy. Yeah. yeah. She is oppressively amazing. amazing and my favorite card in the game. And the only one I have an enchanted of. Yeah. Which, which I need to get three more of. You shift four, which is, again, really... Which is cheap for how it's good a card so is. so cheap. It's oh a four or five. It's God. inkable. When yeah. you play it, you deal one damage to each character, and when you banish another character, you deal two. So, <sighs> at a four or five especially, you're definitely hit killing more than one thing. Yeah. And definitely killing more than one thing with your sniping around on the bench as well. Yeah, it's it allows you to take silly, silly, overpowered swing turns yep. as early in the game. Mm-hmm. They're think, oh, I'm established with all these things. I go, all right, turn three, I put Tinkerbell Tiny Tactician. Yep. You guys, you, the other person's off to the races. They're turning, they're turning, they're turning. Yep. Turn four, I drop another one. I go down with... Her, she takes out Lilo for yep. one, then puts one on, uh, uh, who cares? Puts one on, uh, puts one on the, oh, here we go. So you're, we're playing against your deck, Lemon yep. Lime. You got Lilo. You have, um, the Simba. Simba, thank you. You have the cat, your normal three card setup, and you're just turning dudes sideways. Yep. I only have her. I can still play the Tinkerbell down, which automatically kills Lilo, puts one on everything else. I can attack the 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 Simba kills Simba with Tinkerbell, and then Tinkerbell's ability finishes off the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, I killed three things with one dude. Yep, it's too powerful. Yeah. So, um, what's your sleeper pick? My sleeper pick is four two three cost Lilo. That's also my sleeper pick. Is it really? Yeah. That's a hidden Lilo. You guys didn't yeah. know that there's also a tur- turns for two Lilo in, in Steel. It's actually pretty good. It's really good because she'll take somebody with her, if yep. nothing else, and she's turning for two. I protect her just like I protect the other one in my deck. Yeah. It's it's really uh, underutilized and can knock something out if she really needs to yeah. or continues to turn for lore. It's really impressive. That's funny that we think the same. What's your poo-poo pick? Poo-poo pick? Uh, you want to say it at the same time? Is your poo-poo pick the same as my poo-poo yeah, pick? Yeah, it is. Whole new world? Whole new world. That's actually my number th- number uh, one and a half. No. I was going to do that joke, and then we got did the whole thing. But yeah, no. Whole new world. Bad yeah. card. Uh, I've well, con- unless I've... you're playing it against me, then it's a great card. Love that card if you're playing it against I me. Have convinced, <laughs> I have convinced Ant to come to the dark side about whole new world. Uh, everybody disagrees with me on this except for him. Uh, Whole New World is a bad card, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to understand this. Now, unless you are playing... If you're playing uh, Sapphire is what I'm trying to think of. If you're playing Sapphire and you can get all sorts of crazy amounts of ink into play and you can a Whole New World and then play a bunch of stuff on top of that, yes, then it's a good card. If you can sing it for three with Ariel and... You played a bunch of stuff, and I still have a bunch of stuff in my hand. Okay, yeah. it's a good, but that's exceedingly rare. Right. Every other instance of you guys playing it, you're making the wrong move. When you have one card in your hand, and your opponent has one card. Giving both of you seven is not a that's, good idea. That's yeah. You're you're not. Yes, you're getting more ideas, but they're also getting. Now, mind you, if you're all the way behind, there's no, you have nothing else you can do. You have to. Fine, but then if you're behind, you're just gonna keep yourself further behind because now they have seven cards that yeah. they get to use. The I, only time it's really good to play is if you have nothing and your opponent's hand is full of cards. Sure. 
But yeah. that's it. And that's very rare right that's now. That's exceedingly rare. I, I, I don't get it. It's not... It's fun to use against people in multiplayer. Yeah. It's just like everybody discards their hand, and that feels a little good. Yeah. But I have not been ever impressed with it. Uh, I tried it a few times. Every time I used it, I lost. And every single time, but once ever, that it's been played against me, which is at least 20 to 25 times, yeah. I won the game because they played it. Yeah. I may or may not have won without it, but I definitely won because of it. And it's just a bad card, and everybody loves it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, 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 I want you to do it to me. Please, whole new world me. Give me more options. Give me something I obviously can ink the following turn, yep. and then start playing some stuff. Yeah. So with that, we're that's going to be the end of it. Yes. Uh, it took a lot longer than we thought it would. Well, that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, they will all be a lot more reasonable after yes. this. So next next week, we will definitely try. We're, we want to talk about new stuff. Yes, yeah, so I want to talk about cur the current decks that we have. Yep. Uh, and that way you guys can, whoever listens to this who has questions can let us know. I'm sure there's some sort of forum yeah. for that. Um, and then we'll talk about new stuff. We'll talk about new stuff. A decent amount of time yeah. again. I'm going to talk, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go, we're not going to dive into every card because yep. that, that would take even longer than this, but we're going to pick a few cards that we're excited about. Yep. Um, I have a deck that I'm thinking about that I'm going to talk to us about. That's yep. going to be my. We'll probably do a top 10 of new cards. Yeah. Of, of what's been revealed thus far. we just make a list of what we think. Yeah. Sure. And, and of course we'll update you with uh, restocks when we get it, Yeah. which will be never, but. If you have, if, if people have cards, tell us, and yeah. we'll come to your area and buy them with you. But that that's that's yeah, so how you quest for two. Yeah, so that's about it. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.